Hey everybody, it's Jarrell, otherwise known as Mr. Poe at all. Just want to come to y'all this Friday evening and continue the series that we had started talking about addiction, the fall and the rise. And as I shared a few things about myself, um, I also shared some facts as far as the most popular addictions to which were cigarette, alcohol, you know, many others. But, you know, it's really not a race of which one is more addicting than the other. It's more so of a race of how in the world do we get rid of this, you know. Um, as I said, you know, I, I shared a lot of personal things and to share a little bit more about them all. I had this horrible, horrible day, um, Wednesday, and I wasn't supposed to go into work that day, but I did. Um, that's not why it was horrible, it's just my headspace was clouded, it was, you know, just all over the place, and then somebody came in, and he and I, we knew each other from church, and we just started talking, and one thing led to another, and I gave my life back to Jesus, and since then, I've just been feeling so good, y'all, I've been feeling so good, so I want to pass that good feeling on to y'all, and let you know that no matter what it is that you're going through, whether it's addiction or, you know, just a day, because <laughs> we've all been there, it's, oh man, it's just a day, you know, no matter what it is, I want to pass on that feeling of knowing that God is our light and our salvation, there is none you should fear and I read that in a scripture in the Bible it's in Psalms it's in one of the first Psalms one of the first chapters in Psalms y'all please send me emails message me we can sit and talk about the Bible we can talk about anything honestly but before I get to rambling on I wanted y'all to know that I'm not the only one out there. Upon talking about this topic of addiction, the fall and the rise of it, I found somebody who would be willing to to share their own testimony. Now, he and I, we've known each other. I call him my brother. His name is Tyler. Y'all give a round of applause for Tyler. This is Tyler. What's up? <laughs> this is my close friend, my close brother. He and I, we don't know each other. I don't even know how long for a I long time. What? Probably been about 15, 14, 15 years. It's been over 10 years, so yeah, <laughs> we at that mile marker, y'all. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> in this in this series, um, I got a chance to to talk to my good friend to Tyler about you know addiction, and he and I we we got to talking. You know, the fall on the rise. It's 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 a battle, y'all. It's it's truly a battle, and God bless him. Tyler said he didn't mind sharing his story, so everybody, y'all, open your ears, open your hearts, and Tyler, whatever you want to share, you, you go right on ahead, brother. All right. Um, well, I appreciate you having me, man. Um, yes, first and foremost, yes, sir. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's awesome. You started, you know, the podcast and getting your words out and all, man. That's really cool. Thank you, sir. Um, thank you. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, as far as addiction and what I went through, um, you know, first and foremost, I don't blame anybody for my decisions. Um, there's nobody at fault but myself. Um, you know, I, as I tell my story, you know what I mean? There's, there's going to be instances where you might, would, you know, think I am pointing a finger at somebody or something in the situation but I'm not I'm just explaining it you know right. um, but I guess basically uh, you know I grew up in a household that you know my parents didn't drink or do drugs or anything like that I you know went to dare in school and everything and just we were drug free it, it was you know the thought of drugs or alcohol like that it terrified me um, but that was the same alcohol yeah um but basically it was you know alcohol has been an issue in my it's been an issue in my family you know my grandpa he was an alcoholic um but he was what they call a functioning alcoholic he uh he he drank himself to death pretty much um and that was my mom's dad and he uh he was a really good guy though I mean he didn't get violent or anything like that whenever he drank you know he just he would eat and go to bed um, but yeah I, I guess back when you know it was high school days and you know turning the age of about 17 years old it, that's that's a very pivotal moment in anybody's life being that age and you know you you want to fit in more than anything in the world at that point yes sir (laughs) (laughs) that's like priority you know what i mean like you know your friends are your everything at that moment in time and uh you know we there's a group of us in high school and all and we'd all you know hang out and meet up and stuff and we all had a buddy that uh we would go and all of us would hang out at his house on the weekend and uh his parents actually would buy us alcohol you know every weekend we would drink alcohol over there at his house and then we would and like drink until we were blackout drunk man I'm talking about that was the goal and that's you know you said this was high school like I said I don't I don't blame you know 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it's really young, man. Uh, and and that's the thing, you know. Like I said, I don't blame his parents. You know what I mean? I I, I could probably blame them for like half the stuff that's happened in my life up to this point, if not more. But you know, I, I accept my responsibility as far as that goes. I, you know, I never point the finger at them or anyone. They never forced me to do anything. You know, that was just simply them, right. that's, that's you know, the just being cool parents. Being humble and, and, and knowing, like, you know, yes, it, it, it could be their yeah. fault, but, you know, you also could have said no. So. Right. Right. I mean, I, I was very, you know, sober and very capable of making that decision. You know what I mean? That was, that was all me. Um, right. You're all right. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, you know his his parents when they when they bought us alcohol, it wasn't like mm-hmm. beer or you know yeah. wine or anything on that on a lower level. I guess you could say it was. Uh, oh, wow. See, dude, I, it was I straight was, like hard liquor. What, what what kind of and, uh, alcohol was it? Yeah, it was like, you know, for example, it, and it was like the heavier, the better. You know what I mean? It, it was what they surprised yeah. us with when we got over there. You know, they would, you know, his mom would, uh, you know, she would cook dinner and they would feed us and all and make sure we had something on our stomach and stuff. And I mean, it was it was cool. You know, it was a very right. awesome environment and like home like you know what i mean it was it was safe too you know we didn't ride up and down the road and oh, stuff. Drink, they didn't let us ever anything like you know that. they didn't let us go like right they didn't leave us unattended and stuff like it, it was well i mean it, as safe honest, as it could be I, as far I, as what I've we were there doing. myself um, i shared in in the first episode that you know i yeah. had an alcoholic addiction as well and, you know yeah i mean truth is the addiction starts when when you know you have whether it's your parents or somebody else's parents or you know just some person yeah you're just vulnerable yeah you're vulnerable you know right your guards down like you said when you're that age it's it's the pressure of of being a kid it's that peer pressure i I totally understand that so right and, and right. you know, it might not even been like a direct right. peer pressure thing, like you know, clowning on you and stuff about it. It, it was it was just the just them standing there and right. doing it, yeah. and you not. Yeah. And it was more of a trying to fit I in. Explain it better. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot and, of that. You know, I just wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. you're all right. And that's the thing, you know. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, um. I, you know, my friends, like I said, my friends never give me a hard time about not on not making the decision yeah. to do it. You know, it that's, it was all on. That's how it was when when I first started smoking cigarettes. Uh-huh. I was sixteen. It was no hard time or anything like that. But, yeah. You know, they asked and the whole thing, like you just said. You know, I, I kind of want to fit. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It was an so end pressure. The alcohol addiction lead to anything further? Because I, I know it did for me. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, alcohol actually, it opened up every single door that could possibly open as far as uh, substance abuse goes. You know, that, you know, once you get past yeah. that first thing and it being alcohol, you know, you feel like basically everything you've been told about alcohol or drugs, or at least I did, you know, was a lie <laughs> or just over-exaggerated. <laughs> I mean, I truly feel like, you know, when growing up being little, whenever you would see somebody that was drunk, like an adult, if you ever seen an adult drunk when I was a kid, um, you know, I always thought that they were like, you know how you used to spin around out in the yard when you were a kid? So you got really, really dizzy and drunk, you know, lay on the ground. That's, that's exactly like the feeling that I thought that being drunk was <laughs> and <laughs> so once I you know like I said once I took my first shot and kind of waited for that feeling I was like huh okay this ain't so bad you know what I mean and then they say you know everybody's drinking a little bit more and a little bit more or bouncing around and goofing off and just you know yeah being drunk 16 year old kids <laughs> um yeah yeah I mean, that was you know i i do regret yeah. some things but you know it is at a part that, of living um, and, and the reason why even more so I, I thank you for for joining us tonight is because it's you telling the world yeah for sure man it's not necessarily it's okay to go out and be addicted but I don't I don't want anybody to get that message from either of us because that's you know you and I we talked before we we Mm -hmm. joined the podcast night and we've always talked but I've never gotten that message from you but the message that that I feel like it is is you know enjoy your life but don't don't let your life be the addiction right. but go ahead you know on on from you know on from your oh, high school days yeah so right how long I, were you were you drinking well that's the thing is like i said they pretty much bought us a bottle of liquor every weekend um well it's pretty much like that Friday night, like we'd get out of school and all meet up at his house, and um, like I said, she would feed us, and we and we start to drink. But his dad, you know, his dad actually, you know, we weren't taking like shots and stuff like that. We, uh, he, his dad made like mixed drinks for us, and you know, like I said, each different liquor, the harder the better. They also had a recipe for the whatever specific. <laughs> drink we were drinking that night and that's what made it kind of fun you know um so you know like i said we're i i actually that went on for a long time man you know steady every weekend all of us it went on for a few years man i mean I, it, a while 
like this this was every weekend i'm not exaggerating um you know like i said it it started out you know drinking mixed drinks us we'd get and now that's the thing too is you know this was all new to everybody so pretty much we would drink till we got blacked out drunk and i i was under the impression that was the whole point that's the goal you know drink 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 till you pass out but you know we'd drink and then we'd you know make a fool of ourselves and wake up the next morning and we'd all sit in the living room and and talk about like the night before and just laugh and carry on like it was just the best thing in the world like it was hilarious like the the right. stupider somebody yeah. was yeah. that night yeah. the better you know just made for good stories we loved it and uh i said that that went on for a while and then you know of course we smoking weed come That's in the picture and that was they were probably by hand in hand you know what i mean yeah and then of course cigarettes that that was right there with it i believe cigarettes is is number one i did a little research uh the other day cigarettes is the number one addiction so yeah but but go ahead yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i well you know like i said as far as when you when you drink for the first time and you cross that threshold into you know, well, if somebody, if I had, I was under the impression that alcohol was so bad and made you feel such a way that, you know, and it wasn't that bad and it made me feel awesome and it was fun and we were all enjoying it. I was like, well, what else have I been, missing out? you know, lied or over-exaggerated about? And that's literally my mentality, dude. That's how I literally thought after that. So, you know, and smoking weed, that yeah. didn't do nothing but make that even more you know it confirmed it even more to me you know mm-hmm so and that's when you know a little bit more heavier things throughout the years as this went on you know heavier things got introduced um there was some cocaine there for a little bit uh let's see you know the occasional pills that you know, a friend would uh, find at grandma's or something like that, you know. <clears throat> Mind you, you know, nobody had their license, but we had one friend that had a license, but nobody really was out and about and, you know, like going like going downtown to go find something. Yeah. This was all stuff that was accessible to us within our own little lives at home. Like we didn't go riding around looking stuff because we, we could but and as everybody started getting their license and stuff like that you know what i mean that's when oh, certain things started uh, getting more and more like alcohol and, and cocaine like right. yeah well i mean like right. yeah like you know we were doing more and more of each thing and uh you know you right. you find a different drug and it you know like mushrooms we were able to get more different you know different things because of being able to get out but uh yeah i you know but alcohol basically was the thing that really 
it really got me. I worked with um I worked with a guy. He was an alcoholic and I seen the way he drank and I always told myself, I, you know, I'll quit before it gets that bad. And I mean, he was he was really bad. And that's what I always would say. And you know, next thing I know, man, I'm I'm there. And that is the craziest thing in the world, dude. I was at that point that he was, you know, it got bad. And it just seemed like it happened overnight. You know what I mean? It's just something you never, so, you don't uh, keep in touch with anymore over the years. your addiction as an addiction? Um, well, like I said, as the years went on and, uh, we were able to get out more and more. You know, I, I was never hardly at my house anymore. And, you know, my parents, they would stay on my butt about it. And it it would get more and more like, and I was re- being very rebellious because that's also a rebellious age too, you know. And I, I knew it all, man. My parents couldn't tell me nothing. And anything that defied my plans and hanging out with my friends was completely against everything I believed in. Listen to your parents. And once I still didn't recognize that I had a problem even when I would have fallout, bad fallouts with my dad or somebody in my family, I still didn't recognize it. Um, To be honest with you, I I couldn't even answer that, man, because I, it took so long. I mean, it took Let's see, I was alcoholic for about 16 years of my life. See, I'm 34. The key word that I just so, heard you say you know, was, this is, was. So that, that, that let me, yeah, that lets me know and lets, lets everybody else oh, know. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, there there was a break in time where you were like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like everybody gets to that point, you know, no matter right. if, if you can recognize it or not, because I, I know for me, share a little bit I, I i told everybody that i had an alcoholic addiction and i did you know it's been in my family as well and you know right. what, what took the cake for me is um when i drank so much that i blacked out twice that night and uh, you know next thing right. i know the next day i'm carted on the way to, to the hospital uh, you know for me that was that was that was that was enough yeah and you know it like you said it it just it depends on the person it definitely depends on the person so you know, and yeah it does definitely me personally yeah. i mean i I've agree seen people do you know shrooms mushrooms and, and you know heroin cocaine and i'm not gonna lie i mean for me um although I can take some pain. I just, I was always too afraid of that. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to try that because one, I seen how it, how it makes other people act. But, you know, in the flip of that, and, well, I mean, mm-hmm. prescription pills. Are you yeah, talking about prescription um, pills? Also, like, you know, the, uh, like, heroin. Heroin was the, was the main thing that that 
I almost tried. Right, yeah. Like, I, I literally almost tried. And like I said, everybody, Tyler's, yeah. this, this is my brother. He and I never even talk about this, but I, I literally almost tried it. But then when I saw my friend just lose it, I was like, no, no. Yeah. You know? So, um, but this, it's, it's yeah. not me being biased or judgmental to anybody. Well, I think, I think this. I, you know, I've had my own addictions. I still have my own things that I struggle with. But, you know, I think that the key is that, you know, like you said, you, you're going to try things. But go on, go on. Don't let me talk your head off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, well, see, that's the thing about, you know, you say everybody's different as far as like, you know, you had your bad experience and that made you question that whole thing. Well, with me, um, you know, the bad experiences got more and more as the, as the years progressed, you know what I'm saying? So basically, <laughs> the that the way I seen that was, you know, there's not enough, that, there's still not enough bad experiences to outweigh all these good times we're having <clears throat> you know it's it just one enough i mean and there was some bad experiences you know what i mean there was some very crazy moments you know and um um i no i mean that's i mean i can't really think of one off the top of my head i will if i well you know i mean you, you know basically like you know for our for starters, I guess early on in the drinking, yeah, yeah. you know, like I said, we drink, we got blackout drunk. So just the fact that not realizing you're having alcohol poisoning, and they say you no, know, you know, you're laying on the floor and you can't pick your head up and you're throwing up, and you know, and that's that's a horrible experience. But you know, you wake up the next morning, everybody laughs it off, and it's like okay. But it, it's, it starts out subtle. It's not, you know. Um, I guess the real thing started happening, like, when everybody started getting their license, you know. And we were actually able to break away from being, you know, in a safe area. You know, we were no longer under, like, parents' guidance anymore. And at this point, I was, you know, also, we're going on straight shots, right. you know. We're not doing these little mixed drinks anymore you know it's and then it's not just one bottle anymore this crowd's taking half gallons you know we're yeah. this is in a matter of like a couple years you know and and like i said we always thought that's what the goal was you drink until you're blacked out drunk and um about how old were you drink till the, it's gone you know like in your 20s um let's see yeah well at 18 just like i said a couple years later i was able to get my license back or license when i was 18 um but at okay. i had other friends that had getting it got their license too so i said and that changed the game up like we were able to bring money to our friends parents and they would buy our liquor for us and we'd haul ash you know we had a river spot that right. a friend introduced us to and that was where it was at and um, let's see, I. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was about that's, eighteen years old. That's fair, because I know <clears> at, at at eighteen I was 
trying to do whatever I wanted to do, you know, and you, you said it, you know, whenever your parents set these ground rules, right. you know, and I, I feel like this is any 18 year old, you know, <laughs> you know it all. And there's yeah, nothing you know it all, man. Because you done been there, done that in your head. So, and you had these experiences and nothing happened. So, hey, yeah. moment, why not? Let's keep going. So, I mean, and, and I've definitely, definitely been there. Right. No matter mm-hmm. if, you know, the next person wants to admit it or not, you know, I, I feel like everybody has been to that point where they're like, okay, I can, I can keep pushing, pushing the limit. Like, yeah, and you got it. You're good. You're invincible. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, you know, and that's something else, you know, it's you during them times, like I said, about 16 years old on up till, let's see, like 21 or 22, something like that, you know, well, maybe up 24 or so, but that, you know, you lose track of time, man. I did, you know, keep up with time at all. You know, we went with it because we didn't have bills to pay. We, you know, we all we did was skateboard and seen what everybody was doing and all met up. You know, we didn't have responsibilities. We did what we wanted to do. And, uh, but, you know, as far as bad experiences, like I said, you know, that goes hand in hand when you start driving and, you know, and you start having run-ins with the law. Um and the severity of things changes you know you, you know he wants you once the first person in the group catches a dwi and then you know it's the next one and you know and then the next one and you know i i i had gotten a dwi when i was 18 so i didn't have my license long at all <laughs> to tell you how bad off i was just within the two years you know, um, and that's something I always disagree with too, man. You know, drinking and driving. I won't. I wasn't with that, man. I, I, I that was wrong. You know, not to, you know, to put other people at jeopardy and stuff for your bad decisions. But you know, when the party's over there and you're over here, and that's where everybody is, and you've already been drinking, you're going. To, you're going. You got the keys my, too. My you're, yeah. Is because um, I, I know I would have done the same thing. Pops told me that you know if you're gonna drink, you're gonna you're gonna um, you know do drugs or whatever when when you're when you get 18 and if you're gonna do that, then I'd rather you go do it and, and stay put, like don't go anywhere, you know. And if right, yeah, yeah, and and that's what all I think that's what all our parents, you know, right. they knew it was inevitable that that was a part of life experimenting yeah. with that and yeah. that was and what me, we would I mean, all wish you know what I mean and not, I agree not really driving it was just like you know that 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 was my saving grace you know I didn't know it now but I, I know I would have done the same thing I'd be like oh man but <laughs> the party's going over here <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. your mentality changes have a lot you, on that on your, your decision making your license <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 it's already gone 
like oh man I'm like you said you know it all man <laughs> i can go wherever <laughs> i want and do whatever i want yeah yeah that's right yeah and basically you know with that like I said, it was crazy as far as when i lost my license i had actually avoided um several roadblocks or you know had real close calls with cops while driving like i've had plenty of signs to tell me i need to stop you know because there ain't so many times you're gonna run upstairs until you trip on one and you know there was there was a night when i was drinking and driving i had a bottle in the front seat and i mean i was i was drunk like going you know probably like 10 or 15 miles an hour swerving you know and out driving one eye um you know i'm trying to take the back roads back home um and i all i see is you know blue lights across the road down a ways and Uh, you're all right. I'm just listening. You're all right. Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you, man. I was to the story. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I cut out. My fault. Oh, anyway, I, I seen the blue lights and everything, and I turned down that road, and then I, you know, and it instantly was like a sober moment. I, I mean, it was like, boom. Oh, God. And I got cars behind me, and, dude, I didn't even hesitate. I took, and, like, I had a that big old Cadillac Broham and I took that thing right there in the middle of that road and I did a big U-turn right and I knew yeah. like they seen me you know some somebody seen that the cars behind me were stopped just so I did it <laughs> and I drove you know looking in the mirror the whole time like all right when are they gonna get me but I made it out I made it home it was crazy you know? and that every which everyone with everyone you with every running you have and get away with that does nothing but make you that more much more confident <laughs> right and you know you you think you did that you're good to go man you got it you know and we we brag on who's yeah. the best one at drinking and driving i mean that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah. oh well you know dude you know it's just crazy you know, you don't think <laughs> right. rational at all. Side effect. <laughs> yeah, everything's a good idea. And yeah, and you know, and the higher level you took it, the the, the, the more, I guess, more cred you got with the group. I mean, who can do the craziest thing? But. No, I was going to say, I remember. Yeah, like, I'll go ahead. When, uh, as a matter of fact, you were there that night when I was really, really drunk that, um, you know, y'all know I, I'm a writer, I'm a poet, so I was really, really drunk one night, and I was just angry, I was angry at the world, and I just started just wrapping my tail off, and credibility from hearing yeah man he's doing well you know just kept on going kept on going and mm -hmm. to look back at right. it and just shake my head and say man I was all wrong I was all wrong like I was all wrong. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I got too many of them moments, man. I know. Being angry, I was wrong for the instance of me being angry. So to sit there and and you know it's okay to blow your steam off, but it's not okay to 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 you know degrade somebody and 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 think that that you know what everything said. You know at that age, I was like, oh man, when I don't know not a darn thing. Right. I know it all, and all wrong, all wrong, all wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that goes, like I say, hand-in-hand with drinking, too. You know, that does nothing but encourage every bit of them thoughts, you know. Whatever thought and mood you're in is exactly what you're going to get um, times 10 by the end of the time. listening who has not drank um, or does doesn't do it often and they just don't know it if you're gonna drink make sure you're in a in a level state of mind and not like you could snap in any two seconds or you could fall off the face of the earth because you're sad but it's it's happy not happy enough where you're gonna go out there and do some dumb stuff because we all we all do dumb stuff you know we're we're a human race you know that's just One. we do dumb stuff, but um, you, you gotta you, you gotta know when enough is enough. But that's that's I mean that's that's real crazy. But mm-hmm. I mean I definitely I appreciate you sharing this story because it lets me know as you know even though we're we're four years apart, it lets me know like okay you know I'm not the only one out here that's done some stupid stuff and right. try to justify year after year after year like oh man it would be you know good times or whatever you know mm-hmm. I mean it, it, after you erase all the foolishness it was probably a good time but you can have a good time playing Parcheesi <laughs> you know so but yeah I mean it Yeah. my next question go ahead well Oh, I mean, it, it's. Um, You're all right. You're all right. Oh, no, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm as sorry. y'all know, this is an unplanned <laughs> agenda. So, this is really no no prepared questions, no prepared conversations. If you don't like the sketchiness of it, then I don't know. Maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But this is a real podcast where I get on, and this is the first guest that I've had hopefully first of many to come where we sit and we talk you know like like we were sitting right, right in front of each other mm-hmm. we're not at this moment but you know if need be we we, we could we would be so like I said you know this, this is all an unplanned agenda I will keep letting y'all know this because I myself have my own anxiety where I just jump through, through lapses of conversation so but what what I was gonna say was, you know, how how did you overcome this addiction of, of alcoholic addiction? Um, yeah, and that's that's probably the, yeah, yeah. basically we'll bring into the next one. Let's <laughs> see, um, you know, you you lose track of time, like I said, man, and you know, you right. just carry on with your life, and that's just a big part of your life is. 
my drinking was, you know, and I met Kristen, you, you know, and eventually we started having, yeah, and, you know, we started having, we had our Lily, the first one, and, you know, you tell yourself you're going to, you're going to change, and you know what, now that I say that, I think that's probably the, the answer to that question as far as when the realization of a problem came in. Um, but it, it still wasn't quite, you know, it was more of a, I, I can control this. So, you know, having her, everybody says, you know, when I have my kid, you're going to change, it's going to change you and this and that, you know, and that's one of, of the biggest regrets I have, you know, although, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't abuse my daughter or anything of that nature. It's just the environment that she grew up in wasn't good. You know, I would go to work and I'd pay my bills, but everything after that was drinking. You know, that's what it went to. I didn't, you know, there wasn't much spending time on the weekends with her. It was drinking time and my friends. Um, but you know, it, it's basically like my house was the party scene. That's where it was at. And that's something I wish I never did, you know, is open up my door to that because that, you know, that that's, like I said, it's one of my biggest regrets because what, re what hit me in particular, you know, we all were over at my house drinking one night and, you know, of course, before all this went on, we would, you know, me and Kristen would have Lily in bed and all that, like at a reasonable time and everything. But, and we shut the door and that was that, you know, it was time to party. Um, but, you know, we drank, carried on and party and all that stuff one night. And then I remember waking up the next morning, just like super hungover and, uh, like, you know, stumbled through the kitchen and walked in there and I looked down on the floor and, um, I seen Lily, she was sitting there in the middle of the floor watching cartoons and she had her bowl of cereal. And I looked around, you know, there's beer cans and liquor bottles and cigarette butts and just like, my buddy passed out on the couch and just like a party scene, you know what I mean? And I looked and just like hit me, you know, like this ain't right, man. I, I don't need to this is, I don't want this to be her normal. And that's what I was doing is I was making this her, her life, you know? And it just, it hit me wrong. It still hits me wrong now when I think about it. I just, you know, that's, that's probably where it really starts, I guess. You know, you, you say I'm gonna have better control of it, but you, you never make, have control over it, man. It, it had me at that point. I was full on couldn't say no you know I denied the problem I denied anything um you know and this went on for more years you know I, I've another child later Gideon um I still you know nothing got better I had started making attempts to quit because you know like I said things would get more and more extreme but I'm no longer 16 and this is no longer a fun time this is all you know, me, an adult now, I'm supposed to be working and paying bills, acting the fool, you know, like I was 16 years old. And uh, 
so yeah i had struggled and struggled with it and you know it got to a point where i was driving even without a license and i got more confident in that and with that came draw you know driving our license charges there was just way more um and you know it was more way well, a lot of arrest at this point and then going in and out of jail and prison and stuff like that and having kids you know that ain't right you know ain't what you want to do and uh but i knew at this point you know i'm full blown i'm i, I can't quit you know, it wasn't the shakes or none of that. I mean, yeah, I'd feel like crap and would quickly. I started drinking in the mornings to get rid of the hangover. And, um, you know, I would then it would be, you know, 12 o'clock again. I've already drank a whole 12 pack at this point and I've already got me a good buzz again. So I'm going to keep drinking. The next thing you know, I'm drinking the whole entire weekend away from the time I got off work um, till Sunday night, you know, until I passed out. That's, you know, and I would be broke coming into work, you know, and drank it all away. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I struggled and struggled with alcohol, and then finally it was uh, about... I think it was about three years ago and this is recent that's you know that's the thing about it i had gave up i had already assumed this was gonna be the rest of my life i was gonna die this way you know i had accepted that um you know there was one night i took the car and drove we had been drinking and all that and i drove to uh a friend's house we went over there and we drank a little bit and I had actually like quit drinking a little, so I, cause I, I knew I was going home. That's the thing too, is you, when you drive out somewhere, when you're drinking, you're, you're not planning on staying. You always want to go home, sleep in your own bed. So, you know, I drove, it was about three o'clock and, and I started to drive home. And of course I'm taking the back road and, you know, I had, and long story short, I ended up getting a second DWI but this time they i refused the test and they took they impounded our car and i um you you know i had to answer to that they arrested me and i had to answer to that again all over again more trouble and you know and the thing that got me is when i got out of jail i got back home you know, the first thing I did was crack a beer, you know, and, and I looked and Kristen just didn't have nothing to say, you know, and that's what really, really hit me. I was like, you know, she was so pissed off at me. She literally just didn't say nothing. And to be honest with you, that scared me more than anything in the world, dude. Um, but yeah, she, you know, I tried to get, attempted to get her to talk and stuff. She didn't have nothing to say about it. Our car was gone, you know. That was our our way of getting around. My kids get to school, you know, daughter's appointments. That was it, just that. And then that right there is when 
that I had told myself enough's enough. That's it. I can't do this no more. Yeah. You know, I can't put keep putting them through this. Cause you know, it was just it was tearing my whole life up and theirs. So, you know, I really actually stuck with it that time and you know, I had slipped up maybe, you know, once or twice within a year or so, you know, of drinking, being in a situation where I would give in, but I, I wouldn't get blackout, you know, I would control it for the most part, but I still would really beat myself up bad about it. Um, but I, I had went through all the court and everything and I said within the year I, I hadn't drank but maybe two or three times of that and I had started getting my confidence back too because I felt better you know my mind was getting clear and I was really really like you know liking being sober and I had gotten Kristen to set me up with a dentist appointment to get my teeth fixed because like I said I was feeling better about my self-image but you know my teeth held me back too and um and i finally made that leap to get my teeth fixed and the way like i said that ushered in the next addition addiction it you know but this time i hadn't i've known about pills um i've seen a lot of my friends ruin their lives over that so i actually knew better is the thing about that and you know when I went to the dentist they prescribed you pain pills but the thing is I didn't realize I was very vulnerable to abusing something else because I still had that void because it was a bit drinking I drank for 16 years so and all of a sudden I didn't there was still a void there that I didn't fill up and what, the pills fell right into what, it we're gonna go to a short break you know the, gonna, I'm definitely interested is the next phase of, of addiction, overcoming one and then falling into another. Right. We're going to go to a short break and we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. come back to you. All right, everybody, back from short break. I wanted to to take a little time to to get y'all to, to understand the difficulties and and the the triumphs of addiction. I know it may may have seemed bad, but I heard good in there. But as I understand, there's what what comes from one addiction and ends starts another one. So Tyler, welcome back. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. And you just, you just go right back from the cuff where 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 you left off. Okay. Um. Well, like I said, it was. I was over. Finally, I finally had, you know, a, a stance on my alcohol problem. And like I said, I dealt with that six months of my life. You know, I finally felt in control over that because you know. I needed I needed to quit at this point. It was getting really bad. I mean, it was bad to the point where financially, you know, I wasn't taking care of what I was supposed to be taking care of. Um, 
it was taking a toll on my kids just because I said they, you know, they were around it. It was becoming their, it was their life. Um, Relationship, you know, Kristen, you know, we've been together 14 years, October 21st. And, you know, God bless her. She's, she's stuck with me. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, She's stuck with me through every bit of that, man. And, you know, that to me, you know, that's, that's, I owe that girl my life, you know. I've always told her, you know, whenever I was, I started, I was sober, I told her, you know, you, you've been through the, the worst of me, you know, you deserve to get to sober me and the best of me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. But, you know, like I said, uh, I'm at this point, I'm sober and everything and yeah. a couple slip ups, but. I'm not dwelling too hard on it, I guess. I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, let me get my head back right. Right. And, you know, the dentist finally comes apart. It comes along and um, I go through this. I go through like several, because they were pulling my teeth. And I had so much infection in my mouth and my gums and stuff that it took months to, of uh, antibiotic to get their infection out before they can actually start doing work and also they're prescribing me pain pills and um you know i i would take them and next thing i know you know i'm running through this prescription pretty fast because why because my mentality was still set on abuse right i i started really really liking that high and another bit major player in that decision was, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not drunk. Yeah. You know, I right. I'd rather had eight eat pain pills, and I could go about my day and still function, and right. you know, people would look at me differently. So, and I justified pills hard with that man, like, you know, nobody would know about it that's something I did you know it was discreet um and and it 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 over it it made my drinking go away you know what I mean I I liked it way more than drinking yeah and basically I like I said I justified my usage with it you know if somebody would ask like you know where my money had went you know, you just got paid. Or, you know, why are you broke now? Like, oh, you know, something, 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 or whatever. And I would always end it with, you know, at least I ain't drinking. Yeah. yeah. I'm not drunk, or you know. And that's the way I've I seen it. It was okay. Right. And the fact that the doctors are giving me this medication also made that okay to me. So I had all these reasons. You know why pills was a way better choice right <laughs> yeah yeah and um it's it's kind of picking picking the poison i guess like they yeah, say you know, I mean, which, which one is better yeah and like i said and that's that's true too because like i've i've seen a lot of my friends go through the, that addiction itself and yeah. you know and watched their life and watch it escalate into heroin 
you know, just I've watched it, seen it, and I knew I knew better. All of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I knew better, but that's where I also look back and, like I said, I okayed it because the doctor's giving it to me. Right. So cool, and it's for my mouth, you know. And I was telling everybody, you know, I'm going through this, the dentist, I'm getting my image back, and you know, you know, everything was good, dude. Right. I, was, I was on top of everything. I, you know, the pills gave me an energy burst. You know, I, I performed really good at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, next thing you know, I mean, I'm building up a tolerance. You know, right. I'm finally done with the dentist. And, you know, I have, I have no more prescriptions from them. And that's where I'm just like, hmm. I need to get some more of those, you know. So now I'm I'm looking other, finding other means to get this these pills. Right. And you know I'm I'm going on about everything's fine and all that and you know and, and my and my tolerance is getting higher and higher, higher and higher. Right. So this is this is in your thirties now, right? Yeah. This was. Um, yeah. This was three, three years ago. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Around about three years, three or four years ago. Probably four years ago when it started. Yeah. So if, yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, it it wasn't long ago, man. And and how how long did that did that go on with you? You know, trying to find your means to, to get pills and, and, and take it. This went pills. on. This went on for three years. I mean, it was. Yeah. I have I've been clean off the of pills. Uh, around about um, a year or so. Yeah. It's about it's been about a, a year, I, I think. Because I see, I never really, I never really kept track of the whole. Right, right. You know, how, how well, long? And, for right. a year now, kind of. Yeah. I never really yeah. did that because I, I guess, to myself, I didn't want that kind of reminder. Right. You know, I didn't want to. I don't know. I don't see it like that. I guess. No, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely get that because, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I did, because I used to attempt to, to to quit cigarettes and then attempt to quit, you know, drinking or quit smoking marijuana. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh man, I've been sober for like five days, you right. know, yeah, and yeah. then oh man, a month, and then you know whatever, and then keeping track of it. I mean, for some it people, it's on your mind, it keeps it, right. it resonates, right. man. Right. Yep. You know, for some people it works, but for for other people it's like you know, like you said, it's on your mind. So now you're like, well, it's only been a month, you know. What right. would one puff or one sip? Or you know one pill do and then what you and then in in my case like i share one one video because i had a porn addiction so it's like what would that do if 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 i it's it's been this x amount of time i'm i'm good you know then -hmm. you start telling yourself because what i heard you know you saying trying to build your self-image back and that that resonated with me because when you're in this pool this this cesspool of whatever it is addiction or you know whatever the case is like i said y'all i'm I'm not i'm not judging because i've been there you know i still have my own problems you know but in that when you're in there you know you feel 
like you're okay. But in reality, everybody that that, that sees you, the outside looking in, the, the your loved ones, you know, you have a family, you know, I have a dog, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you got us, man. No, yeah, you all, yeah, of course, you, you of both. course, you know, and you, you've got certain people that are looking at you. And they give you, as we call it here in the South, they give you the stank eye. You know, they give you yeah. a stank look. And like I call it the look, man. That's the yeah, look. right. That's a, yeah, that's a big thing with me. It it really is. And you know, once you get that look, and you know, you you start to feel some type of way. Yeah, definitely. So it it, and you can either feel some type of way about yourself and what you're doing. You know, kind of self reflecting. Or you can be like, oh, what well, I just don't understand. Whoa. And then either way, you know, it shapes your image. Right. So, I would I know. would drink that away. Right. That was my answer for the look. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And, and, I and could handle that. Yeah. And and same. It was like, you know, it, I've gotten plenty of times from, from my parents or, you know, friends or, you know, they're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and when I say friends, I say it, I don't say it loosely. I mean, those people that actually have, have your back, you know, no matter what. I mean, there are people that, that will still, you know, they'll, they'll drink with you, but they know like, all right, I'm only have three drinks. And if they're over there having 18 drinks, you know, I'm going to just let them be over there. But eventually, I'm going to walk up to them and be like, what are you doing? Like, and then they give you, they give you that look because it's, it's, it's the look of not necessarily regret. It's just, it's the look of care. It's like, come on now, you know? It's, I mean, it's a look of like, it's shame and humility. Right. Yeah. Having yeah. the face. That, like that's that's no lie that's how people see you that's their perception of you that's right. something that I could not deal with I was very self-conscious about that mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's what got me as far as the look goes you know it's a certain way people look at you you know you've done wrong you know you made a mistake right and you can't handle I couldn't handle answering to that you know what I mean if people, it's the look is they look right through you. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know in their eyes and their mind mm-hmm. that you're nothing. Right. Like they don't, they they see through you and they don't take you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and I that, I would drink that away. You know. Say again. Oh, I mean, I, I would drink yeah. that away. You yeah. know, just the whole. Yeah. Um, self-conscious feeling from getting that look from people, and I mean, you right. get it from everybody. You know, you think the people that you really love, and I mean, it hurts, but it's, it's yeah. the truth, man. You know, you, you're and there's nothing they can do right. at this point. You know what I mean? You've already made a decision, and they know there's mm-hmm. nothing they can say or do to make you change. Uh, it's just it was hard to answer with, though. I, I, I yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is, and like you said, I mean, they know the truth, and a part of it. It's, I mean, you've been you've been saying lots of things, and and it's been hitting on me, you know, personally. I don't know about y'all, but it has for me personally because when people know you, like 
They know your mannerisms. They know where you've been. They know how you act. All of that type of stuff. It's easy for them to just walk up to you and without one word, they can say either, what's wrong? Or, you know, why are you acting like, (laughs) you know, insert word here, you know? And the truth hurts. We all know it. But the truth heals and and i feel like the the important part is you know having somebody in your life you said i mean you have chris kristen you're not gonna you're not gonna listen or accept that truth until you're ready though i mean it does heal but you're not oh yeah you're absolutely right about that you're absolutely right about that i have a i have a friend of mine um that man I was in love with him for like I don't know however long it was and you know like I said there's plenty I mean you know it just as I do there's plenty types of addictions and it's not just substance abuse you know it's you could be addicted to watching you know TV, yeah, right, bag, right, bag of skittles, skittles. Whatever exactly, whatever, exactly, and that's the key. Whatever you're replacing for a certain emotion, exactly, you, it, it's the right. You'll always have that right. Book that, I mean, until right. you fulfill something mm-hmm. creative, you're you're absolutely you know. right, and that to me is is I had this this void in me that nobody understood and then when I met this guy you know he understood me he you know he and I would talk daily and everything was cool and then I became addicted to that like right. that, that uh, right. flat that on became your addiction and you like, oh yeah more repetitive, so, and then, you know, you know you when did. when I didn't hear from him oh it's just like you know not having having a beer you know when you're used to a beer right after work yeah you know it's i'm throwing a fit i'm crying i'm you know punching walls like oh why does he hate you know just yeah you you think the most exactly. the worst thoughts you could think i mean your mind and it's wondering it's terrible and... because like you said i mean people right. who know you they truly know you and you know Right. He knows me just like just like you know me and I know you and you know we know what we've been through and no matter right. what what either of us are going through personal personally you know there's only but so much that that other person who actually cares for you can say there's there's only Right. I mean, you cross you cross that point where you know some somebody's really personal with you in your life like that. I mean, that's right. you, know, you don't have nothing right. to hold back or anything. You know what I mean? That changes a lot of stuff, man. I mean, it makes yeah. you vulnerable and and yeah. open. And it, I mean, it's you know? it, I it's terrible, but you know, the light of it all, y'all, is it's worth it because. And not to say like addiction is worth it. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying when you come to that realization, whether it's having a family, having a dog, excuse me, or having a, you know, a real 
responsibility in your life you know it's it's touched my heart right now that's why i had to excuse myself it's it's when it comes to that point in your life whatever it is say again where the people <laughs> oh man, like where the people closest to you yeah. you know you you feel like that you feel alone man whenever you feel like Mm-hmm. They have that certain feeling towards you, and that's nothing more, man. That's that's it. Yeah. That's how they feel yeah. about your your and drinking or anything. You know, that's it. Yeah, You're not going to change. And nobody, it. nobody but you and God can change. It. Nobody but you and God. I mean, it's it it comes to that point where you're like, all right, I can't, I can't take it anymore. And no matter if you believe in God or not, I feel like everybody gets to that point where they say. All right, God, I can't take it anymore. You know, I myself, I mean, I've grown up in a church and I listened to a podcast the other day and it's, it's almost similar. I mean, this guy said that he grew up in the church. I mean, he could recite Bible verses and all that. I mean, I really cannot, but he, he knew all the. Hey man, sorry about that. I lost my connection on my end, I believe. You're all right. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and I need to stop saying that I, I can't recite verses because I, I can recite some Bible verses. All right. So, you know, it's to me, it it comes it it, it becomes a, a a test when you feel like you know something but you I mean you you really don't know like when I thought I knew God you know I was like okay you know I got God I I don't need to worry about nothing but here I am still drinking still looking at porn still being addicted to people you know on and on and on and on and on but when I I just gave my life back to God it's just I mean it's so amazing because now I know without a doubt that you know God's got my back and that's that's no that's no painting to to say oh I can still go you know drink like a fool and do all right. no, it is it's, it's none of that it's the fact that knowing the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear that's Psalms chapter 7 verse 1 so there you go <laughs> when I say right when I say that and 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 even if you'll allow me to say for you when when we say that you know we've been through these these hardships of drinking and, and, and you know taking pills or you know watching videos or whatever I mean being addicted to, to whatever it is under the under the sky and above the ground you know we've been addicted to it when we say that it's it's knowing that we all come to this realization that you know God has a purpose for us now to share a little bit about Tyler everybody this guy is a master genius when it comes to photography 
Oh, I appreciate that, man. And he and I. That's, you know, that's a hobby I picked up, you know, to help fill my void. See, but I'll get and, that. And no, but I mean, that's that's like you were saying. I mean, you we come to this creative aspect that, you know, something better than, you know, whatever the addiction is. Right. You know, insert addiction here. Whatever that is. A positive means that exactly coming out of a very negative situation and i don't even know how he came up with with photography but i think that's one of the coolest you know forms of art yeah definitely i enjoy it i love it is taking a still picture of something that's just so immensely gorgeous that you just you can't help but stop Look and take a picture. I appreciate that, man. And, I really do. You know, it and no, I mean, I mean that sincerely, and I, I feel like, you know, for for anybody, it all starts out as a hobby because I know for me, my writing started out as a hobby. It started out as the same type of filling the void of, all right, well, you know, so and so is not messaging me back, or you know, there's not. I mean, I just, I, like y'all know, if y'all don't know by now, I'm going to just be blunt and honest. There's not a good porn video online, so I'm going to just sit here and write. Or, yeah. you know, I don't have $15. I don't have $5 to go get a little yeah. You know, so I'm going to just sit here and write. I'm gonna write. And then I got to that point where writing was feeling that void. And even it becomes addicting too, man. I mean, it it, it definitely does. And And with every positive, you know, response out of those, man, you want to do it even more. I mean, it's right. And I feel like it's it's all about it's all about balance. You know, trying to find that balance in between, you know, what is and what isn't addicting. And it's 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 hard, but it's not hard so hard that you that you should quit you know because I got to that point I don't know about you with your photography but you know if you're a writer or even if you're not I mean I'm sure you've heard about writer's block you know oh yeah so oh yeah I, I don't know what what the photographers call it for, you know photography block uh, I mean I just you know just probably for being burned out yeah. with it you just you know you lose stuff when you do it and you, repetitive right. and you get to that point where you're like all right this is doing it you know like i've already wrote about that mm-hmm. or i've already them pictures or anything right and then once you get to that point it's i mean for me i can't speak for you for me it's like you fall right back into that other void where you're like all right well you know what it that was your, yeah exactly to let me let me drink i at least i you know and this isn't, you know, me bigging up my chest because you should not, you know, be all proud and champion about, you know, drinking or any type of addiction. This is us just sharing the testimony. But, you know, once you get to that point when, when you find your hobby and that's filling the void in, in the positive aspect, but then you hit to that point where you're like, oh, man, I'm kind of burnt out, you know you go back to what you think oh man i right. was a pro at that this was, so i can, that was your comfort yeah exactly so I, I can i can do this and then you fall back into it you know if you have 
an addiction or you know somebody that has an addiction or has had an addiction because you know hopefully prayerfully this this conversation is talking about you know have you know we've had it but it's it's no more so the the thing is is when you when you feel like when you feel like you can you can get out of it and you know you hit that bump in the road you're like okay well now what you know and well that that also goes with you know the biggest thing to me is forgiving yourself right you know right whenever you were saying earlier about you know someone and the look and somebody close to you and all Mm -hmm. um you know that that's actually a really big deal as far as me trying to quit all the several times i've attempted to quit um you know, I would always say I'm quitting for my kids or I'm going to quit for Kristen or I'm going to quit. I wasn't never quitting for myself. And what would happen is when I did mess up, because it's going to happen when you when I did, you know, I beat myself up even harder because, oh, well, man, I, I was going to quit for my kids and I, and I couldn't do it. And I failed them, you know, so it, it makes it go even worse you know it makes it that much worse and you i doubled up with my drinking after that because i gave up i was like well i I can't do it and i'm a piece of shit so i'm gonna drink it away right but that's a very big deal yeah you got to forgive yourself man and you got to you know you can't beat yourself up when you do make a slip up that happens that's part of the process and like and like you said when when we started this off it's we could point fingers, you know, of, oh, it, it's, it's kind of their fault or, you know, if they wouldn't have or, you know, all of it, all right. you know, and, and the key factor is, like you said, it's forgiveness. It's forgiving yeah. whomever you feel brought you to that point, but mainly forgiving yourself because right. you have the control. We have the control as as an individual, as a people, to to say no, you know, the. I mean, you have to become selfish, you know, to an extent. Right. Man. You you do. You yeah. have to. I feel like there's, you know, like there is a. I mean, there's a balance in everything. We all know that, but there's. I mean, it's definitely a balance in, in being selfish enough to know what's not good for you. Right. I know that if I'm on my laptop past 11, 12 o'clock, then chances are I'm going to end up wandering fingers are going to end up. Right. Idle hands. Yeah, exactly. And and that's when you say, okay, how can I, you know, fight this, this problem, this addiction? And then you can start to mindfully come up with ways for yourself like you said I mean right. you want to utilize your time a whole lot better than you know you try to find ways to do to keep you away from that because you know you know this that's it's not what you want to do as part of your sobriety right. yeah. you know you know better at this point you have accepted that defeat uh, yeah definitely yeah. and I mean it's it's, it's, it's key to 
find these things and I don't know I don't know about for you like I said I mean for me writing has, has helped out tremendously um, but the main thing was giving my life back to God I say back right. to because you know, I, I thought I already gave it to him but it's it, you know I was fooling myself it was one of those things where I'm like uh, you know I got God well, I mean, you were probably using it to hide behind, you know, exactly. it, was, it was something there to give you a mask to yep. not have to really face the the outcome of all your bad decisions. And, and, and you used it to your advantage. And I mean, it just, it, it yeah. happens, man. You know. And like you said, I mean, you used the word perfectly. It, it was a mask. And, you know, we tend to do that, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, we tend to do that. As, as a human race, as a people, absolutely, you know, we find this mask something to hide behind, and you know, I just shaved my beard. Like, <laughs> I just shaved. I just shaved after. I think I've been growing. I think like a year. Or so I've been growing since I started. You know, becoming sober from pills and going through the depression and stuff. I, I grew my beard out and my hair, and just stopped. You know maintaining it because and and uh consciously not realizing you know that's what it was but yeah that was my mask that's something that's like somebody wearing shades to hide your red eyes it was my beard had become something to hide my face and i literally just shaved that off like the day before yesterday you know and that was that was something in itself. It was just, it was weird. Cause I felt like I finally had to answer, not answer to everything, but you know, I was finally accepting what had happened and what it is yeah. with my face and nothing else. I didn't have anything else to, you know, people seeing me and I was no longer hiding. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I don't know. It's 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 really difficult, but important to understand that we are all the same. I mean, sincerely. I mean, that's if y'all get anything from any of my podcasts or posts on peacefully profound or just on my main. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're there. Y'all should know that I'm a pacifist. And, you know, for me, the, the message of peace is knowing that we're not, you know, we're not in these little boxes of, you know, labels and demographics that that society tries to put us in yeah I may have came up like this Tyler may have came up like that my skin color might be this Tyler's skin color might be that this person may be a male this person may be a female but at the end of the day God created a human race not 
an Afro-American, Caucasian, uh, uh, you know, Asian, a Jamaican, you know, whatever. God created man and woman, and he created that in his likeness as a human race. So, for me, you know, my own philosophy is the fact that, you know, it says in Genesis that God scooped man up from the dirt, dog. You know, when I when I read that, I mean, the first time with actually having my eyes open, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense to me because if he scooped man up from the dirt and it says woman came from man out of the rib, then why do we not think that we're all dirty? You know? Hmm. And why why do we why do we you know you know. I, I think we do, I, but I think there's where a lot of things like addiction come into play is because, you know, we don't accept that. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're we're constantly living our lives to better ourselves or compete or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, there's a bunch of unhealthy ways that everybody living does to, to you know what I mean, to not accept the fact that we are all dirty you know yeah. what I mean I agree yeah I mean and, and, and that's where addiction would come from you know right. you, you don't want to accept it or handle it or see the way see it for what it is you know you you find a way to deal with it and that's it and it's so to me it's so important to, to understand you know whatever class high middle working class you, you're in that we've all, you know, we've all done our dirt. And, you know, whether it's an addiction, you know, as we're talking about tonight, or some other thing, you know, because there's plenty of sin to spread around this world. Um, and you and you still will. You right. Know, you know, you still yeah. will. And, and the important thing is knowing that, that even though you're doing it and so and so is doing it one it doesn't make it right two it doesn't make it right for you to say oh well either so and so is doing it so trying to justify it or talking bad about them gossiping because so and so is doing it but you know you may not have a drinking addiction like the next person has a drinking addiction you know but you may have a shopping addiction. An addiction is an addiction, y'all. So, and a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. So you, I feel like you, the important part of this series and, and this this particular episode, and again, I'm thanking Tyler for, for coming on. It, oh, yeah, man. Understanding that we've all been through things and at any point in our life, we get to this point where okay i can't keep doing this you know yeah uh, and a lot of it's seeing like you said i mean it's seeing others and it's you know you see your friends and everybody that y'all all start out the same and then they say you know they're progressing in life and they're getting things and like owning stuff and you're the one sitting there wanting the party still you know, 
that's a that's a big deal. I mean, it's you start realizing that right there, then that makes you more depressed. Comparing yourself today is like, well, you know, you felt left behind. Like I said, and you also you feel very alone. Yeah. It's, I know it gets hard to. I don't know. It gets hard when you're in an addictive state of mind. But the the thing is, is that it always gets easier. You know. Well, the key is to to recognize that. You, you have to recognize it, man. Yeah. You can be told it and all that stuff, and you can get to look, and you can get all these things. You know, you can get all these chances from not getting pulled over or anything. You know, you just, until you recognize that and that it's not good, you know, and, and then do something to change it, then, this, then you're not, you're going to continue down that path. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, the way, that's the way it is. That's, that's that's the truth but um all right my brother we're gonna close up for the night we've had an awesome awesome segment and a great time I had a great time I hope you had a great time yeah uh, definitely. you know it signal goes in and out but it, it we're still here we're still here and the important thing is that we're still sharing the story and letting everybody know that you know you're not alone in this fight you know even if you think that you are you're not alone um i don't remember the phone number off the top of my head but i posted a helpline on the first episode if you are going through any type of drug abuse and there is a specific hotline number for suicide if you feel like you're going through that particular stage because that's that's a whole different episode um, in addiction and, and fighting suicide but we'll get to that some some later date but I had a great time and I, I really hope y'all enjoyed this particular episode this journey as we continue to progress and talk about the fall and the rise of addiction i hope y'all will stick with us and, and understand that it's not all bad there is a rise and tyler if you have anything else to say feel free give them give them some positive encouragement um i mean that's that's basically it man i mean it's most importantly man it's just you you have to forgive yourself um you can't we're our biggest critics and until you can forgive yourself and you're not going to move forward at all and you know that that was the biggest thing for me and until i did that and i won't I, you know that i couldn't make myself happy i wasn't going to be able to make anybody else happy you know as long as i was dwelling then i was continue living the same life uh, yeah, just got to move forward, man, and just know that it's not—it's never over. Yeah, and you know you're never alone either. Yeah. Stop comparing. And even though you'll you'll be overwhelmed with it, but you're you're never alone. Yeah, there's always somebody to call, even if it's not you know a friend or a loved one, because they are giving you a look. 
there's there's plenty of avenues of people who you know if even if you feel ashamed about what you're doing or what you have done there's there's a number somewhere google it bing it yahoo it whatever the google search or whatever the search engine you're using please use it and and understand that there's help out there and if not y'all have a friend in me and Tyler I'm sure they have a friend in you as well because I know you you have a heart of gold just just like I do I appreciate it I pray that that whomever listens to this or needs to listen to it will and understand that that they're not alone and they have a friend in Absolutely. They have a friend in Jesus, main mainly, and they have a friend in, in the two of us. But everybody, right. we we wish y'all so much blessings and so much joy and love. And for the night, um, we say peace. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir.